Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, this is The Bright Side with Technisha. A daily broadcast on real-life issues that will keep you motivated. And now, here's your host, Technisha. Good afternoon, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Bright Side with Technisha. And I am your host, Technisha. Today is October the 8th, 2014, and we're moving smoothly through this month. And speaking of smoothly, you know the holidays are coming up. Our first holiday is Halloween, but that's just not as special as the time for Christmas. We all love that time. Gather around the table, opening up presents, talking about the good times, the future, whatever else is to lay on the table. And here with me to share those wonders. If you could just remember the time when you probably smelled your mom's cooking, whatever it was from. Mine's was pot roast, and I could smell the potatoes carrots, the candy yams. My mother did the potato salad. I was always in the kitchen to get the spoon to to lick off. And she never once thought I was paying attention to her, but I actually was. So now I do the cooking in my household. But here with me to just bring those memories back to you and to bring you her memories is Miss Arlene Aquito. She has a great book out called Mama's Christmas Cookbook. It's a classic Italian family recipe to inspire new holiday traditions. So if you do call in, do so at 347-426-3751, and the chat box will also be open up just for you. Arlene, how are you doing today? I am fine. Thank you for having me on. No, it's, it's a pleasure to have you. You brought back the memories of just cooking, and I felt really bad because, see, I'm a working mom. When my mom cooked, it was no work for her. That was her work. But see, now I work, so it's it's slightly different for me. I'm not always able to sit down and cook, but I think just reading this now, you're gonna force me to do it because I well, mean, that's, because we. I'm glad to hear that. I I am aware today that um, you know uh, women do have to go out to work. It, it's a tough economy, right. and, and families do need that double income. But there's always time to cook and prepare something. Right, and I do need to just start doing that. I'm going to try to do it on my off days when I'm off work and just sit down and actually cook because that's what I used to do. But I think I just, yeah, I have. I'm guilty. I became lazy. And the matter of the fact is, years ago, people would sit down at the table and you actually had a discussion. Now you don't even do that because I don't even find myself sitting at the table and talking. I mean, I do talk with my children, but just sitting down actually having a nice conversation with them and my husband, we don't do that. And those are things that used to be commended on. You looked upon that. And it, it was like, it was like your, it was like, like you do the Bible every day. You read the Bible. That's, that's how it was in your household, especially with the cooking. So Arlene, what I wanted to ask you, what, you know, 
how was growing up for you, though? Uh, well, I grew up in a, in a um, you know, middle-class uh, home. Uh, my mother and father both worked, uh, so they had, you know, a lot of tradition, but it was my mother-in-law who really introduced me to the value of, of uh, tradition and so much that we take for granted in our lives, we don't realize how important that is. And I'm hoping to bring that out in this book that families need to be together. They need to, you know, uh, talk. They need to know aunts, uncles, cousins. Uh, it's just so important, and we take that for granted and, and not follow through on it. We do. And as I said before, we have lost that tradition, but that's something that we have to try to do ourselves. No one can teach us to do that. So I hope with this interview and people actually go out and get the book that we bring back those type of things in the household. We need that. That would definitely help us to keep up on these children and keep them from being out here in the streets all the time, cutting up. So, yeah, we need that. We need that big mama um, type exactly. loving, just like the Right, just like that movie. I love the movie Soul Food, and I think that's why I loved your book, too, because they kind of coincide with the movie Soul Food. In that movie, you saw Big Mama. She cooked every Sunday. Everybody came over, including the pastor. It didn't matter who you were. I welcome you, even if you was a street walker or a garbage man. You're welcome to my table every Sunday. And when she passed on, her children tried to do the same thing. So those are the things that... We don't do anymore, and I don't know why. I guess technology has taken over so much and cloud our brains that, okay, hey, I cook dinner. I'm going to go watch this TV. I'll talk to you later. Okay, <laughs> and that's how it goes now. So do you cook as much as your as mama did? Uh, I try to. Um, you know, I'm uh, <laughs> retired now, so it's hard for me to cook for uh, two people, but um, I live in Florida, and my children are all in the New York, uh, Connecticut, Jersey area, and we go up for every holiday, every, um, you know, event. Uh, we are going up in November for a confirmation, and I do cook, and I, I just I love to be in, in, whether it's my daughter-in-law's or daughter's kitchen, I just love that that process of cooking and being creative and getting the family together and hearing the laughter from them and, and the conversation. And that, to me, is is just wonderful. And, and you know what about your book? It's amazing that the moments that you share here still resonates with you. You were able, you remember them so you remember them greatly, like you appreciated them, and it's good that you brought it out. So now I know that Mama passed. So where were you in your life when she passed on? Well, I was married, still raising three children. Um, okay. And we all tried to, you know, the family, we all tried to keep that tradition together. And, you know, as years go by, the uh, each one of the members of the family had their own children and grandchildren and but you know what even with that that we may not be together so much it's they are together with their family their grandchildren and through my mother-in-law through lucia she passed on that legacy to families 
Uh, I see so much, you know, of families not being together. Um, I am a child advocate. I do uh, volunteer work for the uh, state of Florida as a guardian ad litem, and I see so many foster children, and they they just don't know the feeling of family being together, and that is sad. It really is, and we have... We have I so hope, many of them in the system. Yes, and I hope to see, you know, if people, even foster parents, get my book and and pass this on to the children because uh, that remains with them all their lives, uh, you know, children being in a happy situation, in a family situation with laughter and, of course, food. Food is centered around everything in life. It's centered right. around <laughs> Right. If you don't have nothing else, food just comforts you. It makes you feel better. You know, of course, now we're taking it out of context now. It goes into obesity, but food was a comforting zone. If you, if it brought everybody together, and that's what I love too in the book. You know, your, your mother, she nurtured all of you. Family was the most important thing. And she always was in the kitchen just preparing something. You know, and that's enough. Right, and that's another thing we don't do. And I know I don't do it either. You know, we don't can our stuff. We so quick. Well, I, I do try to cook. I'm more, I will follow a recipe. I know things of the way my mother cooked. But being creative, like I have some girlfriends and guy friends that are so creative, Arlene, and just cooking, but I'm not one of those kind. I'm more, now I'm a writer. I, I will write. I'll I, I be creative through that. But cooking, I'm not as crave like just to come up with some out the blue, but I do not yeah. mind following a recipe to the. I will follow a recipe to the T Arlene, and it will be so amazing because I love to try different things, especially with my daughters. I like and and with trying to be healthy, I love doing those type of recipes. So I definitely will be using your book. You make me well, think I, about um. What's the, yes, thank you. I was gonna. You're welcome. You make me think about the movie Goodfellas. Because even in the <laughs> even in the movie Goodfellas, they were always cooking, and and then just by knowing that you're Italian, I'm like, I know this food has to be amazing. Because most is Italians, right? Because you always amazing. add extra it really love. Is. It is. It is. Um, did you ever did you ever have a chance to cook for Mama before she passed on? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Um, oh, and uh, she lost her husband. Um, she used to visit with us quite frequently, and um, I had the joy of cooking for her. And, of course, she would always correct me. There was nobody like Mama that can put a meal together. <laughs> her senses and her touch was just wonderful, and I learned so much through her. But, yes, I did have a chance to cook for her. I even admired the way, I even admired the way that you described how she talked. She went. It never came out like as a whole, as a complete word. So just by reading that, I could just imagine the accent and everything in my mind. Like this book will actually just make you feel like you right there, people. If you if you've never been to Italy or anywhere, it will make you feel like you are you right there with Mama. You in the kitchen cooking. You can smell the meatballs, the sandwiches with the juices as you described it. Now, who makes that? Don't nobody make sandwiches like that no more, Arlene, or probably never have. Sandwiches with juices <laughs> yeah, coming out of them. Make, 
long heroes, you know, and uh, when you would bite into them, I mean, you had the meat, the stuff, the peppers, the uh, eggplants. It was it was something that was just so marvelous. And I claim that I think that she's the inventor of the first six-foot hero. <laughs> right. And then by her being four or nine, and in the <laughs> book when it said she ran run after you with that wooden spoon. <laughs> I can just imagine her getting on you with that wooden spoon. And she's not tall as nothing. Yeah, she kept like, her like family in line. Her, right. That's what I'm talking about. I might be short, but I'm I'm taller than you actually think. <laughs> I love that. Your book contains, okay. you know, your book contains you. <laughs> your book contains recipes, Arlene, but it's more than. It's also a photo album and a story of Mama. What motivates you to write this kind of book instead of our traditional cookbook? Well, you know. Um... I have so many friends that, you know, around Christmas time I would bake and cook, and, and they would come to me and say, oh, my God, my grandmother used to make this. You know, uh, give me the recipe. And, you know, a lot of old school cooking has been lost to, today. And that that coupled with I took a creative writing course, uh, that those two things kind of prompted me to, Hey, you know, let me let me write this down. Let me describe uh, this beautiful family uh, of being together that is so lost today, and, and that's what kind of inspired me. Well, I'm definitely I'm definitely glad that it did because we all need something like this in our life. But cooking back then was looked upon to be, like I said, a requirement, unlike today. And that is the difference between older and younger generations, because now I will hear people say they'll pop something in the microwave, which I will uh, I will confess, I, I do it every now and then, but I love a good home-cooked meal. I do, and I, I miss my mom's good cooking. Oh, yeah. Just going in the kitchen... I, like I said before, just licking the spoon, those good times. And I wouldn't, I would not stay in the kitchen like she wanted me to, but I paid attention while her knowing. I snuck and peek. I was like, okay, I see what you're doing. But at the same time, I want to get out now and go watch TV. I'm, I'm done. I, I looked a little bit. Now it's time to scoop. <laughs> so, yeah. But when you're so, working, it's difficult. But there's, like I say, there's always time to cook for your family, you know, whether it be on a weekend and, and share that with your family and your children so that they, too, can pass that on. Right. We need we need those. We need that. Um, so what do you think is the most influential thing you learned from Mama? I, I learned from her her courage. I, I admired her courage so much. I mean, here was a woman who uh, married in Italy and came to America uh, not knowing a single soul and did not know how to speak the language, couldn't read or write, but survived so valiantly in in the society and how she became an American citizen, and, and she was so proud of it. That takes a lot of courage, and that, to me, is amazing. It is. And also with the fact that she didn't have any family um, 
everybody became, everybody was godmothers or godfathers. Um, Arlene, but I did forget. I forgot. She called them godmothers and godfathers. I forgot what she called them. Gumadas and gumbadas. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I just love the accent, Arlene. I heard it. As soon as you said it, I heard it. That's a true Italian right here. And, you know, she, she... she mentioned they baptized, they confirmed each other's children, were considered to be like parents. They were held with great respect in the family circle. They shared their lives, their hardships, and raised and helped raise one another's children. And that's how that, it was. That's and my how it said, was. I, right. And even growing up for my mother, she said, when she grew up, you know, everybody in the neighborhood knew what was going on with you. If you if you misbehaved, you got a whooper from them as well as getting one from your own mother. But now, ugh, I mean, it's a trust issue now with this time of generation. Nobody wants to trust you. You can't even go on your neighbor's porch anymore without them speculating something else. So, right. And and I think it's just the way of the world. People, because I love everyone, but people have made it, bad people have made that way where you're too afraid to even want your child to go outside and go down the street. You used to go down the street and be able to come back home. Now you now your children go down the street, you don't know if they're gonna get snatched up or not. So it's it's really bad that these things have really made things awkward for all of us and we're not able to share that like we used to. It really exactly. is. It's very and sad. The children, you know, when they belong to the family unit they have that sense of belonging, you know, with aunts, uncles and cousins and and uh it, it's so healthy mentally for them to grow up that way. Right. And if you have, if you do, if your grandparents still live at home, you know, those are the ones that can really share the stories with you. Like you say, Arlene, sit down with you and share the recipes. And that right. really has changed too because now you see grandma and grandpa, they out at the club and you're like, really? So you're not going <laughs> to Right. You don't even get the you don't even get the grandparents to sit down and cook anymore. So it's like, oh, where do I learn all this from? Because I didn't have the opportunity with my grandparents because they passed on before I was born, so I didn't get that nurturing. But the but the grandparent I did have, he used to bake, and I used to love his blueberry pies. He made them from scratch, and his raspberry pies, oh, they were just so awesome. But oh, that that has it almost um, no one. My- <laughs> <laughs> that was a comfort. That was that was a comfort. You don't find grandparents doing that anymore. I tell you, just sitting down, rolling out the dough. Oh, we need that back in our lives, people. Grandparents out there, we need that. Share that moment with your grandchildren. Right. So we do need that. What, uh, right. So. What other foods did you grow up eating besides the ones that are mentioned in this book? Uh, that you know, mostly Italian food. Uh, pastas was always the big thing in in my family and in my mother's family. Is <laughs> the most all different kinds. Right, you could make it any way you want, and it will always come out good. And that's what I was talking about. I said, when you could taste something, you could do it a hundred different ways and it'd still be good. And that's what I'm... (laughs) And I'm I'm a good... I'm a big believer on that in the fact of when you're teaching children this, because they are like sponges, that cooking, it helps them develop 
so much life skills when you teach them so much. Um, how to survive, how to budget, and everything. And I think that's why sometimes I go through a little hardship because I wasn't taught that. See, I'm learning everything, mostly from my own, but I don't blame my mother for anything because she only could teach me what she knew. Exactly. And, and that's what she, right, she did her best. So it's my job now to do what I can. So I try to find ways to um, stretch my money because I know times is hard for me. My job is slow. My husband disabled, so we do the best that we can to make it work, and and we try. We really do. So that's why I say I'm thankful for this book, and most of some things that you got in your cabinet, you could take, and you could actually create. You could use what you can. So it's just little ways to just add a little oomph to something. Right. It's just being creative with different things. Right. So, Arlene, what was the first dish you learned to cook? Well, the first dish that I learned to cook was my first Thanksgiving. I made a turkey, and I had my parents and my uh, mother-in-law over, and uh, (laughs) I didn't know what I was doing. I left, you know, when you have the turkey, they have that bag inside of it with the gizzards and everything, and I left it in. I didn't know any better. I was so embarrassed, but they were both so kind. (laughs) My mother-in-law was so kind. She said, that's okay. You'll learn. You'll learn. And that was right, my it's first <laughs> cooking. <laughs> <laughs> I had to laugh because my husband did the same thing. I was like, you know, the bag is supposed to come actually come out. Because <laughs> it was my first time experimenting with a turkey, too. But I kind of figured, I said, I think the bag is supposed to come out. So we both were kind of clueless on that. But I do. And still today when I cook, if I feel that I messed up, I I would throw it away. I'd be like, oh, that didn't come out the way I want. I am so critical of the way I cook. I'm like, oh, that just that's that's not the way it's supposed to look. But my husband, he'd be like, yeah, don't throw nothing away. I'd be like, uh-uh, that looks horrible. He don't be care. See, my husband, he like this. He don't care. He don't waste no food. But me, I'm like, I'm not trying to waste it. But at the same time, if it looks burnt, I don't want to serve it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just that way. I don't want to serve because I wouldn't want you to serve me no burnt food. So that's how I think in my mind. But my husband be different. He'd be like, no, I'm just going to scrape it and I'm moving on. I'm like, okay, fine. And he's, and <laughs> well, they're all entitled to mistakes. That's why they made erasers right. on people. <laughs> <laughs> that, I tell you, that connection between food and memory is repeated in this book. What is it about yes, it good food that affects but in your opinion, Arlene, what is it about good food that affects us so much, um, or you in particular? Well, I, I think food just um, is two-part. You know, when you're cooking, you feel this feeling of being creative and the uh, appreciation of uh, a good meal and when your family says, oh, God, that was great, you know, and when somebody else wants the recipe for it. And, and, you know, it's just a a good feeling, a good wholesome feeling for that. And as I said before, with Arlene's book, Coincide with Soul Food with Big Mama, in her book she also does have that in a chapter, Mama's Sunday Best. Everybody gathered at the table. Mama cleaned up. It wasn't no disturbance. This woman was just, she was in charge. She might was four or nine, but this, short woman was in charge. She had a lot of 
She was like a steam engine to me. That's how I consider her. She was a steam engine, and she just kept pulling through. It was nonstop for her. Exactly. She was uh, quite a person and somebody that uh, I admired uh, very, very much. Right. And that's what we lose it too. I have to repeat 50,000 times sometimes to my children not to do something. It looks like it go one ear out the other. And here this woman probably on to repeat it one time. She's going to say it clearly. And if you seem to appear that you didn't understand, then that was going to be discipline time. But nowadays, yeah. it look like you got to repeat over and over. I've been like, my God. Because growing up for me, my, my mother, she was like your mama. She repeated one time. That was it. And act like you didn't understand her. Right. And if she got to your whole government name, oh, that was it. It was like (laughs) that was on. You you better go hide and do your best hiding spot and do not come out till you feel that she calmed down. That's how my mom was. But my girls, with them being twins, it's like, okay, so you're not listening. So what I do, Arlene, for them, I got off another person. I make them do squats. They can't stand when I make them do squats. They like, oh, Lord, Mama. I figure if I can't, well, I don't like to do the whoopings as much now, so I'll something else better for you. I'm going to make you do squats. They can't stand squats. They, then they'll start arguing with each other. Why you always got to start? Now she's going to make us do squats. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I can't stand that it because um, and, and, and not, not getting off the subject, but one day they did something, and my husband, my husband wanted to discipline him. I said, well, I'm going to make you do squats. So he gave him an option. He said, you can either do the squats or i give you a whooping. One of the <laughs> twin girls, she just burst out. They're, they're, and, ma- and mind you, Arlene, they are eight years of age. So one of them came out. She said, uh-uh, I'll just take the whooping. I said, <laughs> I just burst out and started laughing. I said, Really? Really? You want to whoop him before the squat? <laughs> I wish I would have had that option growing up. <laughs> growing up, exactly. <laughs> she pleaded. She said, no, no squat. <laughs> I, I tell you, the love of cooking, the love of cooking and family comes out in this delicious book. So, Arlene, what's next in your plans? Dessert? Uh, maybe, maybe. Um, I haven't thought about it, but uh, there is a little flicker in back of my mind, and you know, time will tell. I know, cause you have a few. Well, you do have a few desserts, but I was thinking maybe she'll probably go all the way with it and have a dessert. I tell you, if it does, it will be just as special as this one. Well, thank you, thank you very much. You are so welcome. Um, now, I want to ask you, did your mother ever let you help out in the kitchen? My mother let me uh, help out all the time in the kitchen because uh, my mother went to work. And uh, when I came home from school, okay. I had dinners. Yeah, so I've been cooking all my life since I was like 11 years old. Wow. Oh, wow. So you started yeah, right that's a good, I think that's a good age to start and, and knowing that you probably won't burn down the house. Right. Cause my eyes tried now and I'd be like, no, not yet. Wait, let's wait a little bit. Just a little bit. Give it a few more years and then you can start. <laughs> um, so what actually sets these Italian, these Italian 
recipes apart from others doing maybe the same type of recipes? Well, it's it's like uh, old school recipes, they're classic Italian recipes. It's not, uh, you know, the professional people or the professional chefs. This is more home home Italian, you know, like cooking with uh, cabbage and cooking with uh, escarole and things that, um, uh, well, now they consider it to be a delicacy, but uh, years ago it was a necessity to feed the family. So these recipes, a lot of these recipes have gotten lost, you know, and um, I'm hoping uh, through Mama's Christmas Cookbook to bring it back. It was a way of eating that uh, was healthy, and we didn't know it then. Right. And that, that's so my did. purpose. That's so a, it sets that's it apart you, as being a little right. bit more um, home-type thing. Right. And that's what I love because you didn't you didn't think of all that stuff that we have issues with now. Like I said, the obesity um, everything is bad for you. If you eat too much sugar, you you have wheat in this. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. See, th- those times right there, you just did it and you had fun. And like you and said, you, had fun you doing fed it, exactly. everybody. everybody. Right. Everybody in the neighborhood got fed. That's what I, and that's why I mentioned Goodfellas and most of the movies, the other Italian movies that I have grown up to watch um, with Robert De Niro in them, you always, they always kind of had an indication back to that factor where everybody just ate together. And I think Robert De Niro, he's a, I think he's a real Italian too. So that's what I loved about those types of movies. Because throughout Goodfellas, you saw all them. Everybody got together and started eating. Everybody ate. Yeah, you won't even see nobody. What you want to come to my house for? You want to eat? I don't have food for you. Why? <laughs> like you, you, you be trying to. But look, I only got four. I only got enough for four people. Not enough for you. Uh, I mean, I have done that before when I had people stay with me and it, and with them and their children. It's like ten people, so I'm trying to feed ten people. It's like, okay, well, let me see how I can stretch this. So, no, you don't. You don't find that stuff. Maybe Thanksgiving, Christmas, everybody call each other up. Come over to my house. That's the only time, but. Nobody does the Sunday cookings hardly anymore. I, I have a girlfriend who does it. She's big on her Sunday's dinner, um, Easter, stuff like that. But Arlene, I really do appreciate you for sharing these traditional Italian recipes with us. I do. And giving well, me your you book. So I really appreciate that. You are so welcome and I will cherish this to the moment because I, I one thing about me, I love recipes, so I will be trying all these. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you so much, Arlene. I wish so much for you, and I'm hoping for another book, and I will definitely make sure I try to stay in touch. Thank you. Uh, The book could be ordered on uh, Amazon.com under Mama's Christmas Cookbook. Oh, Arlene, if anybody wanted to find out more information about you, do you have a website out as well? Uh, I'm in the process of of, uh, putting out a website, yes. It would be okay. under so, It would be under the cookbook. Okay, so we would definitely be waiting on that. Um, people, make sure to go out and get Arlene's book, Mama's Christmas Cookbook. It's a wonderful book for Christmas 
mainly any any time of the year you could probably just do something like this, especially oh if she got spaghetti calamari and I love calamari and spaghetti. That's a great combination. Huh? Yeah. Go out and get this book. If you're not a fantastic cook, this book will help get you through the way. So Arlene, once again, thank you so much and I appreciate you, you for so being much. on the show. It's on Amazon.com. Thank you. You are so welcome. Well, everyone, my truth of the day for my friend Mary Ellen before we leave is to stimulate your intellectual curiosity by looking for new ways of thinking about familiar places. Find ways to go beyond the known to explore different ways of thinking. Arouse your intellect. Become curious and lead yourself down new paths. Drive different routes, visit different businesses, coffee shops, grocery stores, anything different or wild at the same place. Look around, be attentive, be thankful just for the opportunity to be. Different workout classes, do yoga or free weight. God knows I need to do that myself. Pick out a different type of book to read. Arlene's book, Mama's Christmas Cookbook, once again. Or actually hold a book instead of reading online. Explore a different community, church, find inspiration and teachers you love. Today, go beyond the known and explore different ways of thinking and doing. Enjoy the day, everyone. Tomorrow, my guest will be talking about his book, Maybelline Princess. Um, Princess, yes. I want to make sure I say that right. I don't want to give his name yet because I don't want to um, mispronounce it. Um, so I will definitely see you tomorrow. God bless you. Enjoy your day. Don't let anyone stress you out. Thank you for tuning in to The Bright Side with Tanisha. Come back daily from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. God bless. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.